Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for October 9th, 2022. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let's help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Sunday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. And uh, it's uh, week two of the college hockey season. We're thrilled to be bringing it to you. We've actually had three uh, College Hockey West games of the week, including a doubleheader this weekend. Paul Hornstein, how are you? I don't know. Isn't this more like week one and a half? <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's week two. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, I'm, I mean, I'm fine. I mean, you know, it's been a busy weekend. It's been a home visit weekend, so. Nice. Nice. Um, you know, we have an extra body in the house. Uh, you know, it's back to the normal uh, <laughs> residence in the you, house for the few days. And, and let me tell you, I bet you've noticed it in the food bill. Um, Here's the, here's, well, <laughs> not, well, I've noticed it in the snack bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the stuff that's going back up there. Right. <laughs> um, Gotta have that. Well, here's 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 right. I mean, um, you know, usually the request would always be in the past. Well, can we get can we get this takeout? Can we get that takeout? Can we get this takeout? Um, the request for this weekend was, you know, you know, actually cooked at home meals. Ah, uh, home cooking, home cooking, love it. You know. Um, so the, we've been uh, doing those requests uh, this this the last couple of days, and we'll do it tomorrow. And I don't know what time they're leaving to go back up on Tuesday, but 
Um, so long holiday weekend, right? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Well, I you know I have tomorrow off, but he's got tomorrow and Tuesday off. Wow! I want his life. <laughs> well, I, do I don't get college. any days off. I just keep on working and driving and working and driving. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Oh goodness! Yeah, I can okay. see all the driving. The ropes and arena, Magnus three arena, time. three times this week. Arena. I went, I went yeah, to ropes whole... and three times this week. Yeah. And yeah, I think I'm going to try to get down there again on Tuesday if they can work it in because. I really want to do a feature on these goaltenders, not only at Colorado College, but I want to get the goaltenders at Denver, and I want to get the goaltenders at Arizona State because I told you when we started doing the previews, I don't know that I've ever seen three teams that have three solid goaltenders, and it's showing up week after week, and there's only been two weeks. It's only been two weeks. Let's calm down. Uh, Okay, I'm going to tell you again. I don't watch the opposition. I watch the players themselves. I watch them in practice. I watch them in games. I look at their skill level. I look at their attitudes. Uh, I had a little right. talk with uh, Carter Mazur yesterday before he went into the locker room. And uh, guess what? Carter scored twice. Well, yeah, I'll take credit for that. To him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll um, take credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's calm down because. Okay, you want to calm down? Based Based on the conversations we've had this weekend, you basically want to call off the season right now. There's no reason. Just, There's no reason to play it. Well, clearly there isn't. Um, you know, <laughs> I gave you the early preview of the 16, and basically there's only two teams in it, so that they should just go to Ball Arena, play a best two out of three, and go from there and just forget the rest of the season. So everybody should save the money. Okay, I've already started working on the headline. From unranked to undefeated, your Colorado yeah, College Tigers. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, it's just—it's unbelievable <laughs> that you have to spout this nonsense. And, and by the way, I drove—I drove Peter Menino and Chris Mayock crazy today with text messages. I'm sure you did, um, but you—you're—you're—you—you you're, have been spouting this nonsense all weekend. And you and you're putting me in a position where I have to uh, speak the truth. Well, no, I, I have to. Well, besides that, uh, you're putting me in a position where I have to not speak the truth. Bad mouth. I don't want to say bad mouth, but grab the pom poms out of your hand and whack you over the head with them. Okay, because you're being ridiculous. Okay, that that's the same thing you did to me when I said Lindenwood was going NCAA hockey too. You said oh. I need to I need to hear it. It's got to be official before I believe it. Whoa. You could have gotten it nine months earlier if you'd asked me. Well, if you believe me, once once again. <laughs> so if you want the prediction how, for nine how months many, forward, <laughs> listen. Let me. How how many times have we heard? The whole, oh, Illinois is next, and Navy's next, and Illinois, and Navy, and this, and that. Just when it happens. Who did you hear happens. that from? Uh, that's did you hear point. that from the source, or did you hear that from a bunch of people that thought they were the source? It's, because well, I heard mine about Lindenwood from the source. Yeah, well. 
Yeah. Anyway. There's a difference. No, there's a difference between we digress. This is what we're shooting for, and it's happening. Yeah. Well, because, I told you it was happening, and right. I'm telling you right now is that here's how you can. You want to know how it's happening, Paul? Except we. Except when we you talk know how to Coach Sambo. When we talk Let me to tell Coach you how Sambo. it's happening. It's happening when when a- ACHA D1 teams start to pick players that would play on an NCAA team. That's how you know that it's very, very close. Because Rick Zombo took six players last year, and the whole ACHA went nuts. Going like, right. you can't do that. You can't do that. He knew he had to do that. I bet if you ask Greg Powers with truth serum, if he picked some players at the end, and it was a little different for him because he truly didn't realize that he was going NCAA until, right. until it the actually happened. Right. But but Rick knew that what the aspirations were and how close they were, and he's right. already had the talks and all that stuff. So he prepared. He brought in six players that could play ACHA, but were also in line to play NCAA. Guess who else is doing that? The guys at UNLV brought some guys in, and people are screaming again in the ACHA. They're going, like, oh, you can't bring in those players. You can't make them promises. And uh, the promises that they're making are, if you want to come here and play with us now, there's a chance that we could uh, possibly go to the next level sometime during your time here. That's the promise they're making. They're not making the promise that you're going to play NCAA next year. But we all know what's happening. You don't bring those guys in and, and tell them that, you, hey, you got four years left, um, and the first three we're going to play ACHA, and then maybe that last year we'll go NCAA. They don't buy that. So you you got to have a, a more of a firm commitment. Does that say it? it's not done until it's done? We both know that. We know how close Lindenwood was to uh, possibly not going, even though right. the plans were already in place. See, but that's so, my point. I know, but that was that was. I'm going to say that was a a rare instance that something like that would happen at that point. So anyway, uh, what what transpired this weekend was the icebreaker tournament that is uh, co-hosted by College Hockey Inc. and right. the the NCAA Commissioners Association. Have I got that right? right? Mike Snee will let me know if I don't. <laughs> anyway, Mike and I had a great conversation. Um, it's going up. If it's not up online, it, it'll be up shortly. Um, it was a lot of fun to talk hockey with him. It was fun to dig into not only icebreaker uh, history a little bit and where it's going in the future. Um, Paul, I asked him, and you probably heard this because I sent it to you already, but I asked him, I said, hey, I know it's, uh, it's set up for four separate conferences, but does that mean there can't be independence? And he goes, oh, what do you mean? Playing in it wow. or hosting it? And I said, and he, I said both, and he goes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And well, I said, because I don't know if you, I said, Mike, I don't know if you knew this, but there's a brand new facility in Tempe, Arizona. And he goes, oh, he had a big grin on his face, and he said, oh, we know it's there, and we would love to see an icebreaker in Tempe, Arizona. But well, well, but what they've done, Paul, for the first year yeah. is they separated them. They had two destinations, right. and Mike right. was a little worried about that because he said. Um, we did it because usually the afternoon game that doesn't include the, the host team, it's, it's a snooze fest. Nobody shows up for it. So we were hoping that by splitting it that we'd get good crowds both nights, and all indications are they certainly did. 
he said they had to come up with a unique tiebreaker because right. they were worried about what would happen if uh, there were teams tied at the end right. of the two games. As it worked out, Maine and Denver played for, quote, unquote, the championship because right. both won their Friday night games. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it, that's very nice for them that it worked out that way. I'm sure that they didn't want to have to go into whatever metrics and whatever uh, the uh, you know mathematical possibilities of how they were going to determine that. Uh, personally, it, you know, I, I I know math is important, but we're not mathematicians, and uh, <laughs> not until Monday night. Well, yeah, well, and we are. Then we're analytics and eyeballs. Well, clearly <laughs> that doesn't matter because, like I said, I have one team at one <laughs> and a second okay. team that's just spots two to 16. Okay. No need for Let, the other 14. Now, let's stop on that because that's not what I told you. I said yes, I am elevating. No, it is not. I said yes, I am elevating is. Colorado College from number four in the NCHC to number two in the NCHC until somebody shows me they can beat them. Because oh, See, um, I have you, watched them is... play. I have watched them. I have listened to them. I have, uh, I've gotten all the vibes that I've that I could possibly get. Are they going to go undefeated? No, absolutely not. Are no, they going to be very few teams? Probably not. But but there are teams that they're going to handle that people have not even looked at. You can tell right now by the polls. You and I have talked about it. The polls don't even have them on the radar. They probably have them ranked in the in the low forties uh, of the of the AC of the NCAA rankings. Um, this team is a lot better, and you know this yourself because all you have to do is look at your favorite goaltender of all time, Dryden McKay, and you got to look at what happened to his team when he moved on. So if you have really good goaltending and you have solid players, and I'll tell you, this I, I watched. Last night, from the start to finish, Colorado College and Anchorage, and there was an air of confidence knowing that they had uh, Caden, the sponge, and Barrico in oh, that. stop it. Just stop. <laughs> I'm never stopping that. I'm never stop stopping it. that. Oh, this is I asked Coach Mayo if they pour water over him before Whatever. he goes out there to make sure he's a sponge. Whatever. Whatever. You're being <laughs> ridiculous now. Let's check Um... <laughs> But they played with an air of confidence because they knew yeah. that they could they could go full bore. And the Long Island boy was the fastest guy in the ice last night, Patrick Gazi. Let's let's he was let's all see, over the ice. Why are you see now? You have to put me in a spot where I have to make it sound like I'm being negative. No, just Colorado talk about the truth. I yes, the truth is the truth is the truth is. First of all, I have was the one at the beginning of you know a month ago said um, I, I I think they're not getting enough love and I think that that they will come out and probably take that fourth spot in the NCHC. Nobody else has been saying that. Oh, I said that. Said the... I said that. I said that after this draft class. For this recruiting class, 
And I told you that at the NJEC. I said, Hunter McCowan's taking the next step. Look out. The the fact of the matter is, though, can we calm down with putting them in North Dakota and Duluth? Not till they lose. Can we calm down with putting them ahead of North Dakota and Duluth? Not till they lose. Somebody beat them first. Stop. Somebody beat them. They played two games. Somebody beat them first. Being, Don't they play the games ridiculous. to win or lose? Yes. Okay. You're being ridiculous. So somebody beat them. You beat them, ri- and I'll drop them. You being you're being ridiculous. <laughs> and I, once uh, again, uh, I'm not trying. All to take I know is away, I'm not trying to take anything away from Anchorage. You shouldn't, because they're a darn good hockey team. You know they're they're. they're you know they're gonna. If you make mistakes, uh, and you're not as good as I think Colorado College is, you're gonna get beat by them. But as Western Michigan found out, okay. But please. Well, where? Let, let me just ask you this: Where in that Colorado College lineup do you think there's a chink in the armor? It's not about I where I one. think it's not about I where one. I think the chinks are in the Colorado College armor. What is it then? It's about Why aren't you giving them some love? Yeah, I know. I only picked them to to to, <laughs> to finish fourth, which normally gets you an NCAA bid in that contest. Have they lost yet? Neither is North Dakota. <laughs> and okay. I know this so, makes Eddie so Christian let's go to happy, the tie, but please let's go to the tiebreaker. Let's go to the tiebreaker. Who's got the better goaltenders right now? I say depth is equal, and that's given North Dakota a little break. Because I think for the first time ever, maybe, Colorado College has more depth than a lot of teams. Is maybe it better do, than Denver? But, no, but, not a chance. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but can, 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 can we wait? more than two games against once again and I'm not trying to make the, our friends in Anchorage cranky but they're an expansion <laughs> team can we stop it tell please? their players that oh okay well if that's the case then Niagara is going to be the national champions because they're undefeated and they beat they swept an NCHC <laughs> team on the road this weekend so uh, let's, okay hold on a college, minute let's, let's have them in Denver in the championship hold, game hold on a minute what NCHC team did they sweep? Uh, have they lost? Has yeah, Niagara yeah. lost? I'm just nope. using your language. No, they have not, and I'm going to keep them right up there until they lose. Because I'm in the early season, you. when you're winning hockey games, you deserve the love until you start losing hockey games. And then you have to fight to get that respect back. That's just the way it is in the real world. I'm sorry to say that, but if, if you uh, can... And I'll tell you right now, the pollsters have not given Colorado College a second look. It'll be interesting to see what they do this week. This week, the excuse is going to be, oh, they played Anchorage. But it matters. No, it does not. Look at the team. This early in the season. No, it does not, Paul. Look at the the players and see what the players do. And see how they skate and see their skills and see their hockey sense. You find me a better freshman in the country right now listen, than 
they've, no labor. They've, they've had two sets of polls out already this year. Nobody's and, looked at and, Colorado and to, College. And to, you're missing the point. Nobody's been to their practice. You're missing the point. And tomorrow will be a third. And to humor you. Will they get a vote? I don't know. But to humor <laughs> you, I made up nonsense. <laughs> because it's way too early for this crap. To say that they're a good hockey team? No, I didn't say they weren't a good hockey team. Well, then it's I'm not too early for this. they've been a this. good hockey team all along. No, it's too early for polls. <laughs> well, you know that's never going to change because that's what. But that doesn't make it. That doesn't make. That doesn't make that what I say sell. inaccurate. No, no, but I mean, come on, come on, people. I mean, look, look at what you're looking at. Use your eyeballs. At least, at least, tell me you've looked at them. But no. I, I can tell. I can tell there are tons of people that have not looked at them. So, and again, I, I saw other teams. I've seen, let's see, what, Lindenwood, Minnesota, Arizona right. State, Duluth, right. Denver, right. Maine, right. Notre Dame, Anchorage, and Colorado College. So I dare say I've seen more already this young hockey season. I've seen more NCAA teams than a lot of people. And I've seen them in person. Probably. So I think that my 50 years of experience um, will tell me what my eyeballs are telling me. Now, I, oh. you know, nobody's 100%. So there's going to be changes, and I expect there's going to be changes. And the guys at Colorado College told me that they expect there to be changes. But come on. Come on. You've got to look at what, what is on the ice in front of you. And I'm not just saying Colorado College. Maybe Niagara is that good. Maybe, Maybe. Western is not that good. Maybe, Maybe Miami's not that good. I haven't seen them yet. Um, you know, but I know what I've seen. And and you know what? Somebody's going to have to beat them. I, I predict that they're going to be undefeated in two weeks when they go to Arizona State. And I think that might be one of our best game of the week weekends that we'll have all year. Wow, you are really going out on a limb there. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. look at the teams. Who who is who is Denver going to play? That's going to challenge them, like like ASU and and um, Colorado College. Who's who's no, Minnesota going to play? Talk about Denver. Minnesota and Michigan. Maybe. So we're talking about CC. That is not what I said. No, you said Denver. Arizona State Denver and CC. What did I say? You're uh, we're talking about CC, and they're playing St. Lawrence next weekend. No, I said the week. I said in two weeks. I have yeah. a feeling that that matchup will be an undefeated Colorado College team right. against Arizona State. Right. Well, you said, De and it may be one Denver of the best matchups. What? You brought Denver into this. I because well, I said who? I said Denver's a great team, but who are they going to play? All season long, that's going to challenge them. Well, it's North still Dakota, NCHC. Duluth. Well, I watched Duluth play. I'm an alum. I'm going to tell you right now, their goaltenders aren't as good as Colorado Colleges or Denver's or Arizona State's. <sighs> it's still Duluth. And, and Duluth is still better than North Dakota's goaltenders. <laughs> And I think they're better than a lot of teams in the NCHC. I'm just telling you, and we started this conversation by saying that there were 
three teams in our coverage area, Arizona State, Denver, and Colorado College, the first three previews I did, and I came away with all three of them saying, like, oh, my goodness, all these teams have three really good goaltenders. And if you want to see um, the cohesiveness of a hockey team already, just go look at the hugs that they were giving Caden and Barrico last night at Colorado College. You tell me that those guys don't want to play for that kid and they won't step up their game every time that he's on the ice? Are you saying they won't I, for Matt Vernon? No, I'm just saying that they. I don't think they did that for Dominic Bassey last year. We're not, we're not talking. I don't think it was year. the same. We're not talking about last year. And I don't see the same kind of hugs from other places. We're not talking about last year. And listen, there's there's no question that these teams have good goaltending. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, um, we knew that Magnus Krona was, you know, has refound his game after his sophomore year. We knew that Vernon and Embarico were going to be a good team, a good tandem. We 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 knew that T.J. Semptonfelter was going to, was going to be was going to be a good goalie. We we knew that. It's not news. But what's news, Paul, is that there's three teams that have three solid goaltenders. There are some teams that have one if they're lucky. Look at what happened in at Air Force. Guy Blessing goes out with an injury yeah. in practice, and they struggle. Yeah, well, for sure. Because they don't have the goal. And I'm not going to say that they're not going to have the goaltending depth and solid goaltending by the end of the year because we know what Air Force does. I'm just telling you right now, preseason time, and you look at it, and you want to know why why Anchorage hangs in games right now? A lot of it's got to do Joey with Lamaru. a guy named Joey Lamaru. Of course. So good goaltending helps. Look, look at the advantage. And David Carl probably is not going to do this, but this weekend he did it. He did Krona first on Friday and right. Matt Davis on Saturday. Right. And Chris Mayotte did uh, Matt Vernon on Friday and Caden Embarico on Saturday. Right. I don't think they're going to continue. I don't think David Carl is going to continue that through the year. But I don't think Chris is going to change his mind unless one of them just stands on their head and he has to put them back out there or if somebody gets hurt. So that what a luxury to know that you can stick out two quality goaltenders. And if you want to think that Matt Vernon hasn't gotten better by being around Caden Embarico and Caden Embarico hasn't gotten better by being around Matt Vernon, you're sadly mistaken because oh, both of those two – are like are like two that. peas in a pod. We know that. We know competition makes players on the team better. They want to play. No. No. No, we don't. Because last year we saw Dominic Bassey and Matt Vernon, and neither one of them were at the best of their game. Yeah, well. That competition didn't work. Ask Chris uh, Mayotte. He'll be the first to tell you. That competition didn't work. Right. But we, we also have more information about that situation, too. Um, that, you know, one, one person was given a chance to, to, to take the job and never did it. And the other guy did. The guy that was helped, you know, make them play their best hockey of the year. 
obviously the advantage of having a conference tournament. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. By the way, that was some breaking news from Matt Chasby that there's been talks and ongoing talks and more than one talk that there may be uh, a independent tournament at the end of the How year if they can that? figure out a way to do it. Um, How do you do that without becoming a conference? Uh, you just get the teams to agree. <laughs> agree to play each other at the end of the year at a neutral site, maybe? Well, that Boy, wouldn't that... Mullet Arena look nice hosting something like that? It would, but... That would bring in be... both the Alaskas, Lindenwood, and Arizona State, and but LIU. You'd have, to, you'd have to get an NCAA exemption for that. Well, you don't think they're going to try, or they have been trying? Well, I, I, I assume that somebody's been asking around. If, if oh yeah, absolutely, if they have. says that they're trying to do that. But but that that question came up when I asked him. I said, "How hard is it as a coach to know that you don't have a conference tournament?" to play for at the end of the year. And for for Anchorage, it's one thing because everybody that's in that program has been told we're brand new and it's going to take a while. Right. And we want you here for what you can bring now and what you can help us build for the future. Jamie Collins told me, for example, that you know he knows this is his last year and he's going to enjoy the heck out of it. And he said, I really hope that I can be a part of what makes this program successful 10 years from now to say that Jamie Collins is one of the guys that laid the blocks for the resurgence. Right. And they use resurgence a lot. I'm sure they do. But. but so anyway, that that's my point. And but, like I said, but, uh, I, I, I started a new thing now. I started oh, a new boy. thing for myself personally. Sundays, Sundays are the fun day. So the team, the one of the seven that does the very best that I assume or see for the weekend on Friday and Saturday. On Sunday, I'll wear your shirt and your cap. You just uh, have to give me one. Well, so this Guess is what I'm wearing, Paul. This is just basically an attempt to get swag. <laughs> That's basically what this is. This is just an attempt to get swag. <laughs> No, it's not. It's honoring a team for their effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an attempt to get... Guess what I'm wearing today? Black and yellow, black and yellow. How's that song go? I love it. I love like it. I said, it's just an okay. attempt to get swag. So we, we moved through the, uh, the first half of the show just like that. But before we do a break, give us a rundown on the scores this weekend. Paul, start up in Bemidji and let's move around and... And uh, just a quick synopsis with the scores. Don't go into detail because we'll come back to that. All right. Well, um, we know that Denver won two games this weekend. Right? They beat Notre Dame five to two. Don't you listen to me? And they beat. I said no, start with Bemidji. Why? What's the difference? Uh, and Denver beats Maine three to one. All right. Uh, Air Force loses to Maine four to one. Um, Technically ties Notre Dame in the second game, uh, but wins the shootout. But that only goes down as a tie. Uh, CC beats Anchorage twice, uh, six to two, and they beat them in the second game, four to one. Four to one. Okay. Uh, Lindenwood uh, loses to Michigan seven to four, and three to one. 
let's see. Uh, Fairbanks uh, goes to uh, St. Thomas. Thomas. Uh, wins on Friday night four to two, but St. Thomas comes back the next night and wins in overtime three to two. So um, good series, from what I'm told. Yeah, so that that that's good to see. Um, and then um, ASU splits in Bemidji, wins on Friday night three nothing. Uh, what an impressive win that was, too, to get a 3 nothing shutout in Bemidji. Um, yeah, we will talk about that later. And then they lose in overtime for the second time on this four-game trip, 5-4. to four. And here's the thing, and, and I'll quickly get into this one because I think it's worth mentioning right now. Um, Arizona State could have very easily been, and I'm sure Coach Powers will tell you this, they could have come out of that 3-1. Yeah, they could. They were, they were very close to winning that game they lost in overtime in Duluth in regulation. They almost yep. won it there. Um, and I didn't see the uh, overtime loss in Bemidji, but from the way the score was, uh, I would assume they had other chances as well. Yeah, so, well, it was a, a, a rare spot over the weekend where um, the puck was basically, you know, just was a scramble and two guys missed it and the Bemidji guy got it put in the net happens yep yes it does so so anyway arizona state comes back uh home one and three so i just want to quickly get your thoughts on that as an asu alum and a guy that follows the program closer than anybody other than a coach or a parent possibly maybe more than some parents (laughs) uh it's a little disappointing when you had two games going to overtime but it's not the death nail it's well uh, two and two would have been much better than one and one, yeah. one and two. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't seen the quote unquote uh, how that gone pairwise because it's probably too early for the pairwise. Um, I, I would say that um, when you when you look at that, some of the other results that happened over the weekend. Um, might boost that a little bit when you look at it. Um, you know, depending on, on how it turns out. You know, but we'll see. Um, you know, but it's way too complicated to figure out. And um, there was a lot of back and forth this weekend all over the country. Teams winning on Friday and losing on Saturday, vice you know, um, and that's that's pretty typical though start of the year. Yeah, and I mean it definitely um, definitely kind of throws once again why the polls are ridiculous this early in the season. Well, let me know. Yeah, and let me tell you this though, I think what you can take away from it is, I think Arizona State um, had by far the toughest opening two weeks in NCAA hockey Uh, playing on the road in that environment of Duluth and playing in the road on that environment at that environment in Bemidji um, is not easy. Now a couple the fact that you haven't even been in your new building yet. Matter of fact, I think they moved in today when they They got back. Right. But that, that was not before, right. You know, so you got all these other little distractions out there. And you right. put it together and you went out there and you played. I mean, they didn't get blown out of any game. They were in no. every game. 
They, no. it, it, those two goals in that game that I watched on Sunday in in Duluth, if they if they can get a handle on that and not give those up, it's a two one game. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it happens, um, but as I but I mean, they didn't last week. They didn't go play Minnesota and get beat ten zip or something like that. You know what I mean? They they were very competitive and they had chances to win. They could have very easily have been two and two, two or they could have very easily have been three and one as opposed to coming back like you said, one one and or one one and two two. Or one one and two, right? Uh one, one, one and two. One zero and two. Okay. There's no overtime wins. Yeah. So two overtime losses. Anyway. And by okay, the, and by the way, break. hold on, just so once again. They changed that pairwise thing this year on the overtime games to one-third and two-thirds as opposed to 55-45 like it had been. Yeah, tell me about that because Coach Powers told me they got 35% on right. Saturday night in Duluth. <laughs> right. So let's take a break and we can go from there. Absolutely. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and low. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. 
our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night show. We uh, recap what happened on the weekend. Normally, we try to get a guest. Unfortunately, this weekend was one of those nights, one of those weekends where uh, guys were exhausted. Coaches, players, everybody. Uh, it was a strenuous weekend on a lot of teams. So uh, I get it. Um, a lot of them declined and decided that uh, maybe they want to spend a little time with their family this weekend because some teams are headed on the road and such. But that's the way it is. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight, where it was a balmy 77 today. So uh, let me see. One day I have to turn the heat on. One day I have to turn the air conditioning on. Um, my throat and my voice reflect that. Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host out on Long Island, New York. Paul, um, we talked about the scores. We gave a little bit of insight about the weekend. Now let's break them down a little closer. Let's start with the uh, icebreaker out here in Denver. Um. Okay, I mean, basically, I mean, uh, I was only semi-joking about the 2-16. to 16. <laughs> Yes, you were joking. No, I wasn't, because clearly, according to you, that's the way it is. So why bother with the others? Um, I did not say that. I you, said you got to move Colorado College up to yeah, number yeah, two yeah, in whatever. the NCHC no, until somebody wrong. beats them. Wrong. Um, why do they get the benefit of the doubt and not North Dakota and Duluth? Because I can see the difference on the ice. Whatever. Um, the rest of my Duluth, case. Duluth, you know, whatever. Um, I've seen Duluth. Yeah, I know. I'm, you, an, so I, I, I'm an alum. I've seen so them. I. So I. They're not as good. They're not as deep. They don't have the goaltending. Will they get better? Absolutely. Are they the vampires and will probably pull it out at the end? Absolutely. Are you ever so, going like to question the Scott Sandlin team? Never. Right. But right so now, just, right now, week two of the NCAA early. season, the Colorado College Tigers are better. Whatever. It's too early. Anyway, the one thing we know for sure. Chris Mayer, did you hear that? He said it was too early for you to be better. <laughs> See, this is what you, you, you are trying to put me in a position to, to denigrate CC. And I've been the one that's saying that they're probably going to, that they're going to finish fourth and, and no, I had the poll. I'm the one that wrote the that put it in my poll. Whatever. <laughs> Once again, I you know, I'm just a peasant. I'm just a peasant. I, I didn't get a vote, Michael. <laughs> Nobody asked me. Uh, um, either way, um, and usually if you finish fourth in this league, that's a tournament bid. Um, I, I don't think at this point, or there's, there's any doubt who one is. Yeah, I think you're right. They're the champions of the icebreaker. Okay. Title uh, town. Now you're making me nauseous again. Stop it. <laughs> <sighs> Did you not listen to Mike Snee? He even caught on to it. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> we, I don't, I don't think there was anything that you would that you would have saw over the weekend and said, "Are they num? Are they not number one?" No. 
Not even if they didn't have two of their best players on the ice. You know, that would make it even more solid. <laughs> even though they played both goaltenders and they yeah. almost got a shutout with the backup. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, you still have to go on the road and do it. Yeah. But once again. Well, they're going to find out. They're going on the road this weekend. Once again, defending that, that's going to, and you want to talk about a, a great matchup. You want to talk about a big time series. Um, I, I don't know if UMass is as good as they have been, but they probably are pretty darn good. And, and you know, uh, you're talking about um, the last two champions. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, though, that the Denver Pioneers, number one, know that they have a target on their back, and they know that what comes along with that is the best effort from every team that they get. And they saw that from both Maine and from Notre Dame. Notre Dame threw everything they had at them, everything. They left it all out there, which is why I, I said after that game, I said, oh, boy, Air Force got a break because Notre Dame uh, threw everything they had at elevation at Denver and came up short. And then then Notre Dame had to really come back in the third period at Air yeah. Force to force a tie. So oh, it's real. down four to one and got a tie. Yeah, it's, that's why I said they were, they were off to a slow start, and I call it the Denver hangover. I'm going to – I got to figure out a way to ban you from using all of these names and idiotic catchphrases and – how, how about Caden the Sponge Ambarico, which is going to last it. all season? It's oh, better than Bobby the Blur Brink. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Bobby, if you're listening, by the way, it's still the Blur. Stop it. <laughs> um, you know, so, I mean, I, I think that's pretty obvious at this point. So then, so Denver clearly has a good weekend. Uh, what do you think from Air Force? Because um, a lot of people said they should have whooped up on Colorado College. It didn't go that way uh, in the exhibition. Well, when you got all that power play time, you should have. And um, and then the other thing is, is uh, you know, the injury to Guy Blessing in practice last week didn't have him for the weekend. How important yeah, was that? I mean, I would say it's very important. Yeah, now, me too. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this goes uh, over time here. Um, you know, I don't know, obviously, um, how this is going to shake out in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, how they're, are they going to rotate until they figure it out? How long is Blessing going to be out? Uh, we don't know. Aaron Rendazzo played, I think it was last night. He did. Um, and, and, you know, I didn't see a lot of bad goals. But, you know, when you have a 4-1 lead, you, you, you think that uh, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna win that or should win it. Um, I think you also have to look, Paul, when you have a 4-1 lead on your, on your whole team. You know, well, of course, obviously, yeah, not just the goalie. You know, obviously. They let it up quite a bit. Um, obviously, now, uh, 
they did play Randazzo on, on, on Friday night too. So uh, maybe there is a clear cut backup to Guy Blessing. Well, I think there's an opportunity for him yeah. to be the backup. So we'll see how that shakes down, um, especially next uh, next weekend at Lindenwood. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of. Yeah, speaking of Lindenwood. <laughs> um, another weekend where, you know, they threw a scare into, into Michigan. Yes, Friday they did. Game was, the game Friday night was tied 4-4. Four to four. Before Michigan, you know, talent win, t- talent won out. Turned on their NHL skill. Um, and 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 last night they were winning one nothing. I believe going into the second period. Um, you know, the difference has kind of been. Um, you know, Lindenwood just can't go to the box. They've yeah. been pretty. They've been pretty darn good. Five on five in these first two weekends, um, but well, but, th- let me tell you, a lot of teams get better as the season goes on. We know Air Force; course. we use that every year. But boy, if you don't think Rick Zombo's team is going to get better as the year goes on, I mean, keep in mind. It, I think in both series, he started four freshmen under on defense. Well, he's only uh, every, got seven defensemen on his roster, and yeah, well, every freshman and sophomores except for one. So, but every time they get a game experience, like at Minnesota or at Michigan, it's only going to make them better. And the, the better that they get um, down the road, I mean, look out these, these games that are tied at points in the game it might go the other way sometimes. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, you know, when you look at at what's going on. Um, like I said, you, you just, you know, like Friday night, you know, the, Lindenwood was actually up 2 nothing. They go to the box, Michigan goes boom, scores a power play goal. Uh, they tie it up really quickly, start a second period. Mackie Samastemich from Adam Dilly and Dylan Duke. A couple of first-round picks there. Bang, Lindenwood back to the box. Stanislavich hits and puts in another one. Um, you just you can't do that. Linden would cannot go to the box. No, but so. le, but let me tell you, and I didn't see the plays, but I'm just telling you that there's there's bad penalties, and then there's penalties where you're outskilled, yeah, of course, and you just have to make you know. So you can say all you want that you don't want to go to the box, but if you have a guy that's NHL talent that gets by you. And you feel like I've got to take him down to, to stop a scoring opportunity, you're probably going to do it, even though you know you no, don't want I to go to the box. We all understand that. You know, anybody that knows that's been watching hockey for any length of time understands. Right. I mean, but when you say you can't go to the box, I think some people think like they they just were taking stupid penalties and going to the box. And I'm I'm saying that maybe there were, but there probably were some also that were just uh, better skill against lesser skill. Yeah, I, but but the the point being here is that so far in the first four games, Lindenwood five on five has been more than competitive. Yep, totally agree. Okay, so let's go to uh, Fairbanks and uh, St. Thomas and St. Paul. Uh, well, 
Listen, um, that was close. Both games. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Fairbanks I'm not. got beat. That's <laughs> I'm not. Um, it's early in the year. It is early in the year, and I and 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 you know, I mean, we know that St. Thomas is going to get better. They already we'll have gotten somewhat better. Yeah, we know that. Um, um, and they did. St. Thomas did have to win it in overtime. It's not. Uh, and that was to get a split at home. It was to get a split at home. I mean, you know, uh, they did get a split there in 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 Minneapolis after getting a win and a tie at home, opening the weekend against AIC. So I mean, not a, was not a horrible weekend for Fairbanks. Um, at this point. I mean, I guess them and, and, and St. Thomas are at the, quote, same level. Both started back up last year. This is year two. So it should have been an even matchup, and it was. Okay, so let's come down to Colorado College. What about them? Are we going to talk about this to death, too? You want me to talk about it? <laughs> they're, 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 they're much better than Anchorage. They're Anchorage much better than a lot of team. They're much better than a lot of teams. Yeah, but I've been saying that. Don't, you, don't make it sound like I haven't been saying that because now you're you're putting me. You're making it. You're you're, put, you're making you're making crap up. Because once again, I've been. <laughs> no, saying no, I'm, I'm not saying now. that you didn't. I'm just telling you that people out there are not giving Colorado College any credit for what they do. I mean, I don't know what they have to do. Do they have to shut out Michigan and Minnesota and Denver three weekends in a row for them to get some respect? Yeah, they have to keep or. Uh, you know, Chris Mayotte told me and told us beginning of the year, he said, anytime that we can keep our opponent below two two goals or less, we feel like we have a chance to win. And everybody said, yeah, good luck, Chris. Good luck. You got no offense. You got no Listen. special teams. Um, yeah. Yeah, they do. They have offense and they have special teams. It's, just, it's the same thing for age. You got to win. You have to win. Did they not? Well, you you ask what do they have to do to get the respect? They have to keep winning. Just okay. like if ASU is going to get respect, they got to start. You know, they, they instead of being one. I dare one, say that that ASU oh, will be ahead two. of. I dare say that ASU will be ahead of Colorado College in the polls. It doesn't mean anything. It's too way too early. <laughs> Once again, this is why polls at this point are ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Anyway, six two four one. They did that. They did what they had to do on home ice. Uh, Chris Mayotte said they'll wear gold jerseys every Saturday night at home when they're going for a sweep. I asked him again if he wanted to double down on that. He said, absolutely. Uh, we're going to continue that. Gold jerseys are awesome, by the way. Yellow jerseys, whatever. Um, they're sharp. The white ones are also very good. So uh, shout out to the uh, the Tiger Brain Trust for uh, for doing that. Um, Goaltending, I thought, was unbelievable for the weekend. I thought uh, Matt Vernon was really sharp on Friday and kudos to Paul Hornstein who said he would be the starting goaltender. Um, he, he played very well and uh, Caden Embarico was about as solid of a freshman goaltender as I've seen. Um, he, he stopped the breakaway on Carson Kosabud. He, um, he, he stopped everything and controlled the rebounds about 90% of the time. Maybe maybe ten percent of the time he gave up rebounds, and, and Chris Mayotte said that afterwards. He said, you know, the the, the ones that he was smothering or uh, 
or holding into his chest and not giving up um, was the exact goal that they scored their first one on against Anchorage. So, yeah, Colorado College going on the road undefeated. All right, back up to Bemidji. Let's finish it off with uh, what happened. Or, yeah, we, we got to go to Bemidji. We've already been everywhere else. Right. Well, listen, you know, in, in, in at, at Duluth, ASU had chances on their sticks to win at least one of those games. Um, and they had a chance to sweep Bemidji this weekend, too, with the puck on their sticks in a high quality scoring chance or two before uh, Duluth and, and Bemidji scored their goals to win the games. And they didn't convert. Let, let me ask you this, because I thought TJ Semptonfelter was really good. He's great. Um, what the heck happened on Saturday night? How did that game get to be 4-4 just like that? Well, let's let's put it this way. Okay. Um, the defensive mistakes that weren't there in the first three games kind of poked their heads out in that game on Saturday night. Um, one of Bemidji's goals was on a high shot that hit off the shoulder of Semptonfelter. One of the few times there was any sort of rebound or deflection off of him. The same thing kind of happened in overtime. where, you know, there was just too much traffic. And just, you know, we, like I said, he missed, you know, the, the defenseman couldn't get the puck. And it just kind of squirted to the Bemidji player who scored to win the game. Uh, and earlier in the game, and literally a shot off the shoulder of Semptonfelder where you can't really control the rebound. You just got in front of it. Yep. Off your shoulder. And uh, the puck bounced in the, in the right way for Bemidji. And um, bing, bang, boom. Uh, one of the, you know, the, the the puck went around and just he couldn't get over to the other side as fast. You know, I didn't up. hear any anything from you on the officiating this weekend. Was it okay? <sighs> oh, boy. I opened up a can of worms. <laughs> At 8.29 p.m. No, Mountain time. I don't know. Um, uh, regardless of this, I mean, were there were there calls that were missed? Yeah. Both you're ways not, or just one way? Um, you're not getting them on the road, and you're certainly not going to get them as an independent on the road. There's, you know, there at the end of the at the end of the game on Saturday, there were coincidental penalties, but the Bemidji penalty was a two-minute penalty, and the ASU penalty was five. They killed it off, and had a couple of chances in overtime, and just couldn't convert. Um, I don't, well, I, let, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be in a position. It's not like it's not like the week before, with that one particular play that. Yeah. That overturned that 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 cost, you know, that you know, uh, wiped out a goal. Yep. Um. So you know, I don't want to sit here and, uh, and 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 compare it to that, but 
you know, you've had, like I said, they had their chances. There was the puck clearly on their sticks. Good players. They just didn't convert. I was well, happy with the play of especially the freshman forwards that were in the game. Because they had some injuries too. That includes in the back line, too. But, uh, you know, I thought that uh, the guys that got in for the first time this weekend that didn't get to play much, in, if at all, against Duluth uh, were very, very solid. Uh, Jackson Niedemeyer, Ryan Alexander saw their first action of the season. Um, I thought they were very solid. Especially. Uh, so I think ASU might have more depth up front than we originally thought. But we knew that they would score some goals. Well, two things I'll say. Number one is more depth than we thought. No, uh, I, I thought that they were going to have too much depth and we're going to have a tough time getting them all in the lineup and keeping them happy. And that's still early in the year, so we'll find out. Right. But no, that they definitely, I definitely knew that they had too much depth. <laughs> they have, they have good depth players that are on the bench because there's not enough rooms on the on, uh, on the starting lineup to get them in. Um, the other thing is, for those that don't know, this is not your normal road trip. Oh, you go out east, you hang out in Boston or out there, you know, somewhere. Um, it's different than northern Minnesota. Trust me, I grew up 45 miles from Bemidji. When they left Monday morning from Duluth to Bemidji and spent the entire week in Bemidji, Minnesota, you went from Tempe, Arizona, where it's sunny, hot, and millions of people, to a community of about twenty-five to 29,000 people in the middle of nowhere. I mean in the middle of nowhere. And um, you spend a whole week there. By the time that that week was up, I'm sure if you ask the players with truth serum again, that they will tell you that they were going stir crazy. <laughs> it's just a, not a lot that. to do in a town of 29,000 in, in colder weather. It wasn't bad weather yet, but it's so. certainly different. And uh, the environment is way different than uh, walking across the Arizona State campus to get your workout in or go to practice. I'm sure. So that, that to me, and I think this will make Arizona State better, quicker, uh, we'll find out this weekend uh, when they open up the new Mullet Arena. But the um, the fact that they were on the road and, and played as well as they did, I know the record only shows a 1-1-0-2 and two or whatever that is. Yeah, how um, that works out. But still, uh, the fact is they were in every game. They weren't blown out by either one of these opponents who are both top 20 teams, in my estimation. Duluth, a top five team. So if you prove that you can go on the road early in the year and play with these guys, that has to carry you well into the season. Now, the only thing that scares me is ASU's got a ton of home games, but those home games are not easy games. There are quality opponents making their way to Mullet Arena one after another, and um, you, you're going to have to stay focused. And will it or will it not? Um, Here's the distractions that I see that are potential. You're home for a long time. It's easy to get distracted by family, friends, uh, the atmosphere, the weather, all of those things. 
Um, the other thing is, and ask the Colorado College players this, it's a new building. You love it. It's your home. But it's not really your home until you've lived in it a little while. Yeah, and, well, uh, you better make it your home really fast this weekend. Yeah, but what you I'm telling you is the, 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 the Colorado College players told me that they said, yeah, we, you know, we knew that, that Ed Robeson was our home, but um, we didn't really feel like home until summertime, and we could just walk over and use the ice whenever, use the hot or cold tubs or use the weight room. Um, that's when it became our home. And I think that's an adjustment period that ASU is going to have to make to get used to it. And yeah, third, and finally, the one thing that you never want to hear, Paul, is that they have to share that facility. And I know oh. it's not going to be the first couple of weeks, but it, it, it's going to feel strange um, well, let's whether you're way. there or not to know let's that some NHL team is using your facility. Let's put it this way. Um I know Broadmoor was an older building, but it was still a collegiate level facility. I think when you go from Oceanside to Mullet, I think that's much different than going from Broadmoor to Rosen. Well, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I'll, I'll counter that by saying that the World Arena was built for Olympic training, and uh, it was... I understand all that. And I, it was an Olympic-sized ice sheet, and it wasn't anywhere near campus. I, you know, I it totally bigger, understand. And the players will tell you that it had funny bounces and idiosyncrasies, and the seats sometimes uh, made it hard to see pucks. Uh, they'll tell you all kinds of things. So uh, I understand all of that. And, and the thing with Oceanside is that ASU had a heck of a record in Oceanside. They did. They played really, really well in that building. They did. I know. And I get it. Not that they, not that they don't deserve a new building because they certainly do, and not that they won't. I'm just saying that is there going to be an adjustment period? Because what I've seen in the past with places going to new buildings, there is an adjustment period. Well, and there I, is going to be an I, adjustment. There is going to be an adjustment period because first of all, it's again. They're also going to have to, and I'm sure they'll be happy to do this, play in front of those bigger crowds, and we assume they'll have the whole pet band and all that other stuff. They may not be a full, I, I, you know, it might be, uh, they'll still have some sort of band and all that other stuff that, with with the with the student section, uh, and so forth and so on, that will be as big as, you know, basically what they were fitting in Oceanside to begin with. Right. Yep. So. Well, the only thing that, that I, I, I'm worried about, and it won't be in effect the first two weeks, but once the Coyotes start playing at the end of October in that building, um, it's not it's not like one exhibition game. It's 41 games that they're wow. going to play in that building. And they're going to be around. Uh, they're going to be there for morning skates. The NHL players of the opposing team will be there for morning skates. Um, that That can be very distracting and it can also be something that that makes you feel like is this my home or is this not my home and well, and that's unfortunate well i i think that we're gonna find out but i don't think um like i said i think coming from oceanside to here and playing in those places and playing in this place 
where it still is going to be maroon gold all over the place. I don't care. Um, we're going to find out. But uh, once again, uh, these next five games, you know, if, if you if you win one of those games that you lose in overtime, um, you just you you give yourself some margin for error. So we're going to take these next five games and see what the story is. Should they beat Colgate? Yeah, I think they're a much better team than Colgate. I believe they are as well. I think. And then you get your three games against CC and North Dakota. And uh, we're going to know what this team is by the end of this month. That's for sure. Yep, absolutely. November 1st, we're going to know for sure. So, well, hopefully that that, that is not the distraction that, that worries me. I, I, I just hope that's not. But goodness gracious, good for them if they can put it aside because I, I know – uh, just talking to players from other places, like you talk, and I know it's not the same, but at UNLV, they, they talk about how the, the Golden Knights players are just right next to them when they're wandering around during practice. They're not there during games, obviously, unless they're there to watch, but um, it, it's just it's just a different environment. And like I said, in Colorado College, now they're okay, the only tenant. They're the right, guys. Right. But it's also... Uh, slightly different relationship between the Golden Knights and UNLV? Well, UNLV is the tenant. <laughs> well, that's not what I meant. Other way around in Arizona State. Yeah, well. The Coyotes are the tenant. <laughs> but, but still, yeah. you know the drag that goes with NHL. I mean, much more media, much more media earlier in the day. The, the media is going to pack that place well, uh, every morning for, noise, so. for morning skate. No, they won't. Trust me. The media won't Jen. be there for morning skate. First of all, that's when they get all their work done. Yeah, um, I'm talking media? about. What not, media? Don't talk about Coyotes media. I'm talking oh, about the oh, okay. team. Oh, oh well, that's yeah. different. When well, when listen. Vegas comes to town, you're going to add ten more media people just like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, well, you know. Anyway, uh, it, it's food for thought. It's something to watch, but you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, this is going to be a critical five-game stretch, starting with Colgate uh, next weekend. Uh, I'm hoping to be there so I can report on it and let you know what's happening. Um, and then Colorado College will be there. And then, of course, um, the, uh, the game at uh, T-Mobile um, yep. is going to be unbelievable. All right, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to AT&T.com slash wireless for more details. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Koreans and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DrurieHotels.com. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs to study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. 
Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe and review. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. ITHSW podcasts, all one word as you look it up. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Who said we could do it all by ourselves and uh, have enough content to last an hour and 12 minutes, 13 minutes? Ha, we did it. Our thanks to uh, uh, my good friend Caden Embarico for letting me call him the sponge. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you tonight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.